Greek Expectations by Mark Evans. Volume 4, Chapter the 5th. And now, Tricky Life, Woefully Miseried Up. Bah, humph, and grumble sticks. I am so angry, Sir Will, that I will soon qualify for an old rage pension, <laughs> which I shall spend at the old curiosity shop. Your son-in-law, sir? His lateness has the painful predictability of being hit by a hammer that had been wrapped in a Swiss railway timetable, then tied to a metronome. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Sarkle, sir. Sorry we are late, Father. My new class overran. New class? I am attending Beard School. <laughs> beard School? Women, too, have the right to facial hair. <laughs> I am a prolific beard grower, but alas, not an accurate one. Hence the goatee on your ear. <laughs> and the sideburns on my nose, mutton chop whiskers on my elbows, and handlebar moustache on my bicycle. <laughs> Your lateness has made me miss lunch. Oh, then you will enjoy my new device. This is Mr. Neumeyer's automated mechanical food dispenser. It has three settings. Obsequious. An excellent choice, sir. You handsome devil. Condescending. I'm sure sir knows best. Sweet sherry and chicken nuggets it is. And for the children... Terrifying. Eat your sprouts. You have 15 seconds to comply. Terrifying indeed. You now have 10 seconds to comply. Eat your sprouts. But I haven't got any sprouts. Oh, dear. You now have five seconds to comply. The switch is stuck. You have failed to comply. <gasps> it is deploying its ketchup dispenser. I am now authorized to use physical sauce. <laughs> Mission accomplished. It has exploded. All over my room. Sarquil, get cleaning. Do you have a mop? Use your tongue. I don't even like ketchup. My story continues. Now, when last you left my tale, my twice-dead evil ex-guardian gently benevolent had just escaped to wreak havoc on the world... My wife, rightly, had been swept away by the ocean, and I was stranded on an exploding volcanic island facing almost certain death. Apart from that, everything was fine. <laughs> Except my best friend, Harry Biscuit, had had his brain transplanted into a medium-sized dinosaur. Being a dinosaur is fun. Look, claws. Ow! Scratch myself. Ow, claws. This is no time to explore your new anatomy, Harry. We must escape. Of course, Pitbin. I wonder if dinosaurs can swim. No, they cannot! Though <laughs> so it turns out they can sink! Help! I jumped in after Harry. All round was destruction. Blooms of lava arced from the volcano and fiery chunks of rock plunged into the sea. The water boiling with heat and elemental fury. It was like being in a terrifying jacuzzi. Hold on to me, Harry. Ow! Sorry, claws. The island has broken up and sunk. Wait, an approaching ship. We shall be saved. But the ship offered no salvation. It was Mr. Benevolence, the SS Diabolical. Just came to say goodbye, Pippin. Oh, and her, and another her. And ha, huh, ha, huh, all adding up to ha, ha, ha. 
You evil friend. No, R, Harry. Sorry, you evil fiend. <laughs> Your turn, the evil consort, Pippa. Yeah, um... <laughs> Where's your evil love? Sorry, sore throat. Right. Enjoy drowning, Bin, if the sharks don't get you first. <laughs> but at least his last threat was empty, for there were no sharks. Until there were some sharks. <laughs> Harry, did you see that in the water? Oh, was it very small sails? Are we to be rescued by tiny yachtsmen? No, Harry, sharks! We have to be rescued by sharks! <laughs> no. They lazily circled us. Then suddenly, one lunged, huge teeth, glinting maliciously. But instead of a deadly bite... Na, 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 na. <laughs> Is that a shark taunting us? <laughs> <laughs> and now they snigger. These are schadenfreude sharks. They relish others' misfortune. Like six-form schoolgirls who fear difference. Deadlier. They will mock until we weaken, then eat us. All night they taunted us, giggling with malicious delight. Always laughing at, never with. <laughs> they are preparing to eat us. One is putting on a napkin. But then... Cavalry dolphins... They charged, and a ferocious aquatic mammal versus cartilaginous fish battle ensued. The sharks were vicious, but the dolphins were cleverer, using sophisticated tactics such as flanking maneuvers and having a cannon. Thank you, my cetaceous friends. Truly, you are the friendliest of sea creatures after the cuttlefish and the hugtopus. <laughs> the dolphins' kindness continued as they summoned their aquatic cousin, a broad-backed raft porpoise. Now to pursue Mr. Benevolent. Hang on. I can smell him. What? My dino nose is incredibly sensitive. I can smell his evil scent. Off milk and cheap aftershave. <laughs> smell. Eventually, the benevo smell led us to a seemingly familiar land with fields of green atop cliffs of white. How grand to be in God's own land of England. Which way to Mr. Benevolent? Not sure. A strange smell is blocking my dino nose. I shall ask this English passerby if he has recently seen anyone evil. Excuse me, sir. Quoi? Aïe, Anglais! <laughs> what a strange accent. We must have come ashore in one of the regions. Maybe... Tut North. <laughs> or Cornwall. What is that smell? Is it garlic? Hang on. Garlic? Oh, no. What if this is not England? What if it is France? No! <laughs> we were assailed by Frenchness on all sides. People ate snails and horses with gay abandon. Geese were forced until they burst deliciously. <laughs> there were legless frogs in tiny wheelchairs. People sighed superciliously at simple requests from tourists. Excuse me, where is the museum? Oh. <laughs> Worse, we had been spotted, and now an angry but surprisingly well-dressed mob was approaching. They are armed with sharpened baguettes. It's all right, I speak French. Probably. Hello, the people de France. Do not kill us, pa. Silver plate. That should do it. Mange Jean Langley. It's an ami, le dinosaur. 
What does that mean? Something about the pen of my aunt. <laughs> we were driven at baguette point to the town square, seasoned, then placed in a huge frying pan. There is no escape other than into a large fire. We gently sizzled while they discussed what sauce to serve us with. They had narrowed it down to Bernays or Beurblanc and were just starting to argue about the accompanying wine when Harry became excited. Oh, the Benevo smell is back and close. That man there. But he is clearly a Frenchman. He is wearing a beret, pan au chocolat, earmuffs, and an air of undeserved self-satisfaction. Definitely not Mr. Benevolent. Bonjour, Pippin. <laughs> I mean, ho, ho, ho. See, it's not him. Yes, it is. It is me, gently benevolent, disguised comme un French homme. Soon my world-conquering plan will be complete. When you are just a Frenchman's burp, I will rule the planet. <laughs> Arrivederci. No, that's Italian. <laughs> Bye. I had no time to ponder this sinister development, for suddenly a horse galloped into the square. Probably their starter arriving. <laughs> but this was no horse d'oeuvre. It bore a masked figure with a commanding presence. Releasez-vous those men. No! Very bien. Vous levez-moi no choice. <laughs> Whoever it is speaks fluent colloquial French. He fired a musket into the air, and the French immediately surrendered. <laughs> we must hurry. French people startle easily, but they will soon return, and in greater number. <laughs> Quick, up on my horse. Now let us ride! We probably should have got on the horse when he said. <laughs> it's all right, Pitbin. You can ride me, for I am strong and dinosaur-y now. Harry and I caught up with the mysterious figure, finally coming to a halt in a forest clearing. Thank you, masked stranger. When I remove my mask, you will find me neither masked nor stranger. <laughs> Ta-da! Sorry. You are... The Reverend Godly Fecken. Your father-in-law? Of course. Sorry, you look different. No, I don't. Well, apart from the beard and the eye patch and the large spot on the end of your nose. Hence my nickname, the Scarlet Pimple. <laughs> anyway, you and Harry haven't changed a bit. No. Except I am a dinosaur. <laughs> I thought it was a new type of jacket. I thought the church sent you to be a missionary in the third world. They did. But this is France. Yes, I had no idea it was so advanced either. <laughs> I was glad to see my father-in-law, but dreaded telling him I had lost his daughter on an exploding volcanic island. So how come you lost my daughter on an exploding volcanic island? How do you know that? The church has an excellent worldwide communication system. Rightly wrote to me via prayer mail. Look. Reading her letter, it was as if I could hear her voice. Dear Father, I'm in Russia, having escaped from exploding volcanic island. No thanks to Pip. Love, Ripley. P.S. If you see Pip, tell him to rescue me from Russia. I must go to her, but only after thwarting Mr. Benevolent. P.P.S. If Pip suggests thwarting Mr. Benevolent before rescuing me, tell him not to. I'm sure she will understand. P.P.P.S. I won't understand. Sometimes I think he loves Mr. Benevolent more than me. There is barely any attraction there. P-P-P-P-S, tell him to pull his bloody finger out. I am caught on two tines of a moral fork, to risk a benevo-conquered world or the wrath of my fierce wife. Do you know where Benevolent is? In France. 
He was threatening me just before you rescued us. I know him. He purports to be an evil local businessman. Calls himself Monsieur Bien Volavant. <laughs> if we ride through the night, we could reach his evil chateau by morning. Is it on the way to Russia? We'll tell ripely it is. Then let us ride. We rode hard, stopping shortly after dawn for a strange French breakfast. I dunk this croissant into some hot chocolate in a bowl? <laughs> Don't be frightened. If I said it was delicious, would that be treason to Britain? Yes. Then it is horrible. Can I have some more, please? It was a glorious day. The sky was blue. The sun was out. The birds were singing. <laughs> and I experienced a curious sensation, for I realised I quite liked France. Hold on. I can dino-smell salty water. Tears. Ah, I know those tears. It is Pippa. And even though she left me for evil, we must help her. We found her sitting on the steps of Monsieur Bien-Volovant's evil chateau. Dear sister. It's serious. She is going through every type of cry in her repertoire. Right, finish crying. Just cross now. Why? Mr. Benevolent has dumped me. I am no longer his evil consort. At this, I saw conflict on Harry's dino face. Hope mixed with anguish, mixed with empathy, making a new emotion called anguipathy. <laughs> Finally, his lungs emitted one huge elemental shout. Fandabidozy! <laughs> I have been discarded like a scotch egg purchased by someone who, after one bite, remembers they don't like scotch eggs. Are you saying you're a scotch egg? There is no comparison! Thou art more lovely and less covered in breadcrumbs. <laughs> How could Mr. Benevolent not want you? I'll tell you. He wrote it in a letter. Suddenly, undear Pippa. Go on, do the voice. Very well. <clears throat> Suddenly, undear Pippa. <laughs> Basically, your history, Lady O. Goniatus Maximus. Rest assured, it's definitely not me, it's you. <laughs> Essentially, you are rubbish at being evil. I can't help but feel you too often confuse the words bad and evil. For example, washing up badly is not the same as washing up evilly. <laughs> it is merely unhygienic. Evil washing up involves crying children, smashed plates, and at least two dead dogs. <laughs> so goodbye. Yours, benevolent brackets, gently, close brackets, M-A-F-R-C-E. M-A and F-R-C-E. Master of Awfulness and Fellow of the Royal College of Evil. Give him his due. He is properly qualified. You really caught his voice. Thank you. I mean... Thank you. <laughs> I deputise for him quite often. Cloak, big hat, do the voice. People think it's him. I got to say things like... <clears throat> Kill everyone wearing a waistcoat. He really hates waistcoats. So, if you were no longer evil, could I be back in the husbanding business? I... I don't know. May I at least try and woo you back into my arms? Even though, being a dinosaur now, my arms are strangely out of proportion to the rest of my body. You may try. Harumbalissimus! Right. I'm off to build a Pippa re-wooing machine. Hmm. I shall need swans. <laughs> Romantic swan. Do you know where Mr. Benevolent is? Oh, yes. Because I have this, his evil to-do list. Pick up dry cleaning. He gets blood everywhere. Serve soup to homeless but make it nasty soup. <laughs> He does a lot of bad work for charity. Visit Evil Mine to get vital item for lethal plan to enslave world. I know of this Evil Mine. The conditions there are dreadful. Worse even than the conditions in a critical illness insurance policy. 
Let us follow his to-do list and capture him. Alas, we narrowly missed him at the dry cleaners. Thank you. Those stains have come out beautifully. Curses! And we failed to stop him serving nasty soup to the homeless. There you go, malapati. Ugh, this soup is nasty. Yes, it is celery and wasp. <laughs> we must catch him at the mine. We arrived to see him disappearing inside, leaving heavily armed men on guard. How to get in ourselves? This is France. There will be an emergency coward's exit. <laughs> I shall find it, then return. Oh, before I go, Ripley sent you another letter. Posted it on Wikipedia. <laughs> Dear Pip, what's taking you so long? I've told you I'm in Russia. Come and rescue me. I mean, bloody hell, yours getting pretty cross now, actually. Ripley. My moral fork poked sharply into my ethical backside. We cannot wait for Reverend Feckham's return. I have to rescue Ripley. Fine. I'll deal with the guards. Just put on a cloak, a big hat, and... Do the voice. Brilliant. <laughs> she persuaded the guards to move away using subtle psychological manipulation. Guards, move away. <laughs> okay, Monsieur Benevolent, for even though you look like a lady in a cloak and big hat, your voice is formidable. <laughs> And we entered the mine. It was a dark, dank place. All tunnels and fear. Gradually, the tunnels opened onto a vast cavern where exhausted workers were being driven by a meaty-armed, vegetable-legged foreman. Dig faster, you lazinesses. This is workplace bullying. You are slaves in a mine. Workplace bullying is basically the point. <laughs> Death is no excuse. Sharpen her head and use her as a drill. They filed her head to a point and started drilling with her. Truly, this was a cruel yet efficient place. But where is Mr. Benevolent himself? He's behind you. No, he's not. Oh, yes, he is. Pippa, this is not the time for A, your admittedly excellent impression of Mr. Benevolent, or B, pantomime-style dialogue exchanges. I'm not doing my impression. Really? She's not. Pippa, was that you saying she's not? No. Perhaps I should check behind me. Good idea. Pippa, was that you saying good idea? No. Then I should definitely check behind me. I shall do so now. Mr. Benevolent is behind me. <laughs> told you. Pippa, was that you saying told you? We were seized and taken to the center of the cavern. Let me first introduce my foreman, Monsieur Pascal Grimpunch. Bonjour, Pippin, or should I say, Maljou. And I believe you know my new evil consort, Juanita Hotchili. Hola, Pippin, you lazar. She was one of 93 wives Harry had married after Pippa left him. She, too, had been dinosaurized, which had in no way affected her attractiveness. You lied, gently. You said there wasn't anyone else. Well, I am evil, and she is dino-dynamite. <laughs> I am a dino Oh, shut it, Staley. Have you put on weight? They are called curves. You bonny English girls would not understand. Oh, shove a chimichanga in it. Why don't you put a cream tea in it? Burritos to you! Roast beef and Yorkshire pudding off. Enough national foods-based insults. <laughs> Pippa, you just weren't evil enough. I tried. Giving native people a bath is not the same as ethnic cleansing. <laughs> Whereas today alone I have eaten five people and invented excessive overdraft charges. I have also evil maracas. <laughs> I really thought that was going to be a euphemism. <laughs> what do you want from this mine? What is in these rocks? They're not rocks, they are rock four. 
A cheese man. Did you not see the fromage foundry outside? Then that is not water dripping from the ceiling. No, it is ripe brie. <laughs> Do you still fear the cheese, Pip-Bin? Some years before, Mr. Benevolent had tortured and cheese-ported me. <laughs> Soon the world will share your fear, because this mine produces the rare cheesotope, Porcelutonium. Sir. <laughs> Scientists believe it can be used to make the most powerful bomb in history. Believe? Well, they're pretty sure. On a scale of one to ten? Say, eight. Eight and a half. Well, nine after a pint. You must be stopped. Hey-ho, ain't gonna happen, girlfriend. <laughs> what? Sorry, got a little sassy. Grim punch, tie them up. It will be a pleasure and un delight. We were bound to a wall of Emmental with cheese strings threaded through its holes. Opposite you is a massive underground brie reservoir, ripe and liquidy, restrained only by its thin white rind. But this is a fondue set. <laughs> if I light it, soon it will be melty, melty, wally, collapsy, brief, bloody, drowny time. <laughs> Monsieur Grimpunch will ensure you stay here and die. It will be my tray, big, maxi pleasure. Right, I'm off to conquer the world. Oh, not revoir, Pepin. <laughs> he left, and we could only wait to be breed drowned. Please, free us. No, no, I'm pass on your Nelly. I despise you, English. Gee's death is too good for you. Personally, I wanted to tie your arms and legs to snails, then watch you get pulled apart over a period of weeks. <laughs> you are happy to die with us? To die swept away by cheese. It is every Frenchman's dream. <laughs> and I am ready for it. I have a giant creme cracker. Also a jar of onion marmalade. Bring on the fromage! I resign myself to a curdled milk product death. But then... Yoo-hoo! Anyone there? Harry! Hello, everyone. Ah, a fierce Frenchman with a pistol. Have we met? Harry Bisqui. <laughs> you too must die, you dino twit. Must I? Can I show you my recently finished Pippa rewooing device first? Of course. Harumble! I hadn't finished. Of course not. <laughs> I'll be quick. So you start by putting swan A into tab B. People were oddly fascinated by Harry's inventions and their inevitable dreadfulness. Even Grimpunch started to listen. And then I heard a familiar voice. Soon have you free, Reverend Feckend-in-law. While Harry distracts him, we can slip out. It fires roses and chocolates at the romantic target, then starts writing a poem. As Harry wittered on, we crept out to cheese freedom. Alas, in the gloom, I did not see a certain savoury obstacle. Curses! I've tripped on Monsieur Grimpunch's giant cream cracker. You will not escape, for I have a pistol, which is French for pistol. <laughs> but I too am armed with my special church service Christ on the crossbow. <laughs> so go ahead. Fate monjour. Then we have an entente discordiale. Wait, my machine will help... Harry's Pippa Rewooer started firing roses and chocolates at Grimpunch. They do not hurt, though I am becoming oddly attracted to you. <laughs> Harry had gained vital seconds for Reverend Feckend to attack Monsieur Grimpunch. Aha! I have you in that most English of wrestling holds, a half-Nelson. Uh, but I respond with a full Napoleon. Ah, which is no match for a semi-Wellington. <laughs> Their struggle was desperate but also equal. A fighty stalemate was at hand. 
until into the cavern burst a horde of mutinous mine workers. They were carrying the worker who had been sharpened into a drill and with a shout of glee, glee. <laughs> they plunged her into Grim Punch's chest. Oh, oh, why didn't I order a blunted? Alas, he was driven into the rind of the Brie Reservoir, which now collapsed in a cheesy gush. Fromage à l'anche. What a way to alley. We were doomed, or were we? For with a cheese-defying leap, ha-ha! Reverend Fecken seized Monsieur Grimpatch's massive cracker. Grab hold, everyone, because cheese surfs up. And as the massive wave of brie flooded the mine, we surfed the giant cream cracker ahead of it. I feel very close to God, for I have never moved in such a mysterious way. <laughs> Then, suddenly, the tunnel ended, and we were flung from the mine entrance, plummeting towards the valley below. <laughs> Fortunately, it was autumn, and the fields were dotted with freshly harvested croissant stacks. <laughs> the flaky pastry has saved us. But where is Harry? He lay some distance away. Alas, terribly injured by the Brie Nami. <laughs> My dino body is broken. I don't want to die. You won't, Harry. I think I might, actually. <laughs> My vision is going black. Apart from two words flashing, game over. <laughs> his body may be broken, but we can save his brain. We need a container. Fortunately, Grimpunch's jar of onion marmalade lay nearby. We emptied it, opened Harry's dino skull, <laughs> removed his brain... And dropped it in the jar. Harry, can you hear us? <laughs> Harry. No. My poor husband is dead. Did you say husband? <laughs> Result! <laughs> Hang on. Where am I? Where's my tail? Why is it so echoey? It was an evil to-do list that led us here. Now let us compile a good to-do list to take us onwards. One... Rescue ripely from Russia. Like it, like you're thinking. Two, find Harry a new body. Great, because I'm starving. And three, stop Mr. Benevolent and save the world. Hurrah rumble! But as our cheer echoed through the valley, I felt only fear. Fear that I would not save ripely and that you would be furious. Fear that Harry would stay bejarred forever. And fear that this time I could not stop Mr. Benevolent and his world-conquering plans. Did you stop him? That is for next time. Oh, please tell me. Nope. Not even if I do a small persuasive dance for you. <laughs> Go on, tell me, tell me more. I'm definitely not telling you now. But when you return, I shall tell all. Of Ripley and Harry's fate, of the battle to stop Mr. Benevolent, of a delicious recipe for casserole. <laughs> and also... Of revelations that changed the entire world as we know it.
Week Expectations was written by Mark Evans and starred Richard Johnson as Philip Bin, Tom Allen as Jan Kipp, Anthony Head as Mr. Gently Benevolent, James Barkman as Harry Biscuit, Jeffrey Whitehead as Mr. Grimpunch, Sarah Hadland as Ripier Lily, Susie Kane as Pippa, David Mitchell as the Reverend Godly Fackend, and Mark Evans as the Luncheonator 209. The producer was Gareth Edwards.